Welcome back to the Ike Badgers podcast. My name is Alex Eichstead. I'll be your host, former Badger alum myself. I'm joined by KJ, and we're talking the Badgers season preview ahead of the Illinois Fighting Illini game. 2020's back. College football is back. It's hype. This is going to be fun. Make sure to check us out on Spotify and Apple Podcasts and subscribe to the show. We appreciate everyone that leaves a five-star review. Without further ado, let's talk UW. Let's go. Welcome back to another episode of the Ike Badgers podcast. My name is Alex Eichstead. I'll be your host, and we're going to kick off this year's podcast round with a season preview I'm joined by my co-host, KJ. KJ, how's it going? Hey, it's going great, everybody. Thanks for having me on. I'm really excited for Badger football to return. I know they uh, try to take it away, but, you know, we're excited over here to have it back. And I know a lot of the players are as well. So let's get into it. Yup, let's get into it. Badger football is back with an 8 p.m., 7 p.m. Central Time start. At Camp Randall Friday night against the Illinois Fighting Illini. Let's just start with initial predictions for this Illinois game. KJ, how do you think the Badgers are going to come out this season and play against Illinois at home on Friday? Well, the thing about Illinois is last year they were kind of that first team to derail the Badgers' college football playoff hopes. I know that you could point, you know, we had four losses. You could point at any of the, the first three losses or really the first two losses before Ohio State, before Oregon. And Illinois was, you know, that loss that kind of like set us way back in the polls where if, you know, hindsight's twenty twenty. but if we would have won that game, chances of the Badgers going to the playoffs looked like it was a real thing. Um, obviously, we didn't. You know, there was a ton of mistakes that were made. I know off the top of my head, uh, I'm just cone thinking pick. back to the cone the horrible cone pick you know the missed field goals the missed tackles like the inability to stop the fighting a line in the second half it was just a bizarre game um you know lovey smith is over there coaching the fighting a line i believe and uh i think he's still there and it's just like he's not yeah he's not really like a an offensive guy um so i don't really see any reason why we shouldn't be able to stop them with this defense we have but really, I just look at it as a revenge game. I expect the Badgers to destroy Illinois. I'm talking by probably 20 or 30 points. Um, run all over them. You know, get Graham Mertz feet wet. Uh, it's not like a super tough opponent right out the gate. So that's kind of what I expect. I expect a big Badgers victory. Um, you know, Garrett Groshek and Nakia Watson getting their feet wet, getting some touches. Maybe even get Jalen Berger, the freshman, in there. Uh, kind of spread the ball around to the receivers a little bit, let the offensive line go to work, see what the defense can do. We know they reload. They don't rebuild, just as Caesar Williams has said. Um, but, yeah, I, I really, you know, to, to simplify it for the fans, I expect a win in week one here. Yep, me too. It's going to be hopefully a big, dominant Badgers win. Uh, you brought up the running backs and getting their feet wet. This is actually the first uh, first time that Paul Chris uh, – or well, um, he's not going to inherit a thousand yard rusher, you know, no JT. Um, and this is, I think the second time in his career, he's ever going to inherit, uh, kind of like a fresh running back group. So we have mm-hmm. Derek Groshek, who is pretty much, um, I would say the favorite to, uh, he's the most, um, we've seen him the most, yeah, most, most experienced, most, most experienced, yeah, most carries, versatile. 
Yep. Nikhil Watson is he's young, but he looks like the next back to be for the Badgers, as well as Jalen, as you mentioned, he's a young freshman that uh has a lot of potential. So I imagine Paul Chris is gonna use two, three backs, you know, load them up on the carries, let the the big offensive line get in a groove and you know kind of create that foundation for their new freshman quarterback graham mertz mertz season has officially begun let's talk about graham mertz so first of all the badgers as a team have only had a freshman starter to open a season opener twice before and the last time was in 1978 so this is a huge deal Graham Mertz, uh, you know, the hype is real with this guy. In his two games last year, he was a combined 9 of 10 for 73 yards, so didn't get a ton of action, but was able to redshirt. And then this year, with the injury to Jack Cohen, you know, Graham is set to take over that starting role and really showcase his ability. Cage, what are you looking for out of Mertz in this first game? What do you want to see out of him? Well, for me, Graham Mertz, just jumping off the film, he's always looked like a natural. That's the word I'll use for him. You know, he's got the size. He's got the frame. He's got the accolades. I mean, he was a top-ranked passing uh, pocket passer quarterback in his class. You know, he won the championship in his home state. And he was lighting it up at the All-American Under Armour Bowl with big talent. So he kind of, like, checks all those boxes. But really, if you just watch the film, he's one of these guys that just looks like an easy thrower of the football. And you think like guys like Trevor Lawrence, you know, you think other guys, uh, maybe a guy like Russell Wilson, different type of player, but just, just, you know, good mechanics, easy, natural ability. And it's almost like the, the people who have been following the baddest for a long time, Jack Cohn was like a pleasant surprise kind of like Scott Tolzien almost was for the Badgers. Yeah. yeah. But, but then if people don't remember, Russell Wilson came in right after him. So it was just like a levels leap, you know, and I'm not saying that might happen here, but, but it's kind of always been a long time coming. Like, you know, we've always been pointing to this moment where Cole or sorry, where Mertz does assume the starting role on this team. And uh, you know, I I don't think he's ever going to give it up. Like last year, small sample size, got his feet wet. Nine, uh, nine of 10, nine that's of 10. 90% accuracy, you know, 73 yards, very, very, very small sample size, but he's been on the field. Uh, he doesn't really seem afraid, you know, which is another big check mark you want to, you want to have for your quarterback. Like he's been asked how you expect to handle this sooner than maybe you anticipated. He's like, look, you know, I'm ready. I'm excited yep. for it. I, I, I got my teammates here. I got a great coaching staff support system. I don't think there's really any reason to, uh, you know, worry about Mertz. I think it's a lot of reason to be excited about him. And then speaking of redshirt freshmen, you know, we never see this at, at UW, Wisconsin. Um, you know, just the ability to have an easy-ish schedule to come in and just, you know, we'll, we'll get to schedule predictions in just a sec, but Graham Mertz might have something to work with here. We might be uh, yep. kind of having the stars align a little bit this short season. So I'll bounce back to you. Yeah, he lost uh, Jonathan Taylor. The Badgers obviously lost their dynamic Heisman caliber running back, JT, who's been balling for the Colts in the NFL lately. And they lost Quintez Cephas, the number one receiver. But on the flip side, they returned Jake Ferguson, who's a redshirt junior. They returned in the starting wide receiver core, Danny Davis, Kendrick Pryor. At left tackle, he's got Cole Van Lennon, you know, Josh Seltzner at guard. He's got 
John Dietzen, you know, all these uh, experienced guys around him that I'm sure will help him make feel more comfortable uh, when he is dropping back to pass as we know he can sling it. Um, so I think it's really cool. Excited to see what Kendrick can do. Kind of we we touch about how pre-snap motion is becoming more prevalent in the NFL. I think Kendrick, you're going to see some of that pre-snap motion with him running those reverses or just being a decoy in some situations. He's kind of that dynamic player uh, that you can use in a couple of different sets. So I think he gives the batters a lot of options there. Let's flip to the other side of the ball. Let's go to the defense. Um, I'm just going to read off to you, KJ, some of the, the biggest names that are returning on defense. You got inside la linebackers, Leo Chanel and Jack Sanborn, both of those guys with experience at the corners position. The two starting corners are our boy, friend of the show, Caesar Williams, Rashad Wild Goose, Colin Wilder, and Eric Burrell will be the starting safeties. As well, don't on Fan Hicks as well. He'll Van be in there. Hicks, yep, Van Hicks is definitely going to be getting his role. Same with guys like uh, Scott Nelson. But um, the starters uh, at the end as well, you got Loudermilk um, and you got Rand, Garrett Rand, who's a senior as well. So um, what do you see out of this Badgers defense? And what, what do you have your eye on in this opening week? Well, well, right away, I mean, the name everyone's got to know is Jack Sanborn. This guy's an absolute beast. You look at last year's team, we had guys like Chris Orr throwing up 14, or sorry, 14 tackles for loss, 11 and a half sacks. You got guys like Zach Bond, 19 and a half tackles for loss, 12 and a half sacks. Well, guess who had more tackles than both of those guys? Mr. Jack Sanborn. Jack Sanborn wow. was a tackling machine. He led the team in tackles. He's coming back this year. Right below him, Reggie Pearson. We're going to miss him. I hope he gets back to the field very soon. But Eric Bodybag Burrell, you know, 55 tackles, Body. three and a half tackles for loss, two sacks, two interceptions, you know, several hard hits delivered. He, him and Jack Sandberg are going to be anchoring this defense along with Caesar, you know, some of the rest of the secondary being vocal leaders out there. Um, you know, the pass rush should be interesting. Uh, Isaiah Loudermilk, he's big body, six, seven, you know, a lot of ability with him. Uh, th then you got guys like, um, it's like Green Keanu coming off the edge this year. Yeah, Keanu Burton. He's well, gonna Keanu Burton, nose. young nose tackle. You know, he had a great year, but but we're really gonna look for a guy to replace the pass rush of Bond and Orr last year. Um, you know, Jack Sanborn had five and a half sacks. Matt Henningsen had four. Louder Milk had three. Uh, but but really, like you said, Isaiah Green May is gonna have to step up. I've been hearing a lot of good things about the freshman Nick Herbig. I think he's from Hawaii. And uh, it just sounds like he might see the field very early. So that's exciting as well. I think our secondary is the strength of this defense. Um, our linebacking core is like, don't sleep on them. And then, yeah. you know, kind of like you said, our defensive line has a lot of experience. Like we have seniors down there. Uh, we also have a little, a nice little blend of youth with, you know, Keanu Burton or sorry, Benton, Keanu Benton. But um, yeah, you know, like this defense and guess what? We're coached by probably the best defensive coordinator in football. He's turned on offers from the NFL, he's turned on offers from Alabama. You know, this guy could go anywhere, Jim Leonard. The reason he's so good, among among a lot of, you know, reasons, is he he played school, played his ball at Wisconsin. He walked on, so he was never handed everything. He didn't have, like, an easy road of a super high recruit. He earned his spot there. 
He, he went to the NFL, you know, didn't have any handouts there, turned himself into an impact player, smaller than the average guy at his position, you know, doesn't necessarily have the best athleticism, but still has to use his mind to maximize his physical ability on the field and, and make as big of an impact as he can in the football game. Well, then, you know, he, he starts coaching. And now he can relate to the great players who want to be in the NFL, who are headed to the NFL, and he can relate to the, you know, the walk-on players, which Wisconsin has a long history of uh, developing walk-ons and of very, very, very talented football players. So it's really, it's kind of this perfect blend of just relatability, experience, uh, football wisdom, you know, and just kind of like X's and O's that Jim Leonard just encompasses in this singular defensive coordinator. And we've had top defenses you know, for years now. So it's just, we're, we're very blessed. We're very spoiled. Um, just want to shout to him. I think our defense is in good hands, even if there is a little turnover with Jim Leonard. Yeah. One more point I want to add on top of uh, what you just said about Jim Leonard is we heard from Caesar Williams that he is a big film guy. He's all about the mental part of the game, knowing the reads, knowing what to do in certain situations. Caesar talked about how, you know, certain different size receivers, you have to play, you have to play at their size so that you match their, their same steps and uh, their speed and stuff. And Jim Leonard is one of these guys who cares about the details. Like you mentioned, he was a walk on, you know, made a huge name for himself in Madison and then went on to the pros and even balled. And so this guy obviously is really good at developing talent. We saw what he did with Zach Vaughn. About a year ago, Zach Bond came in, you know, was looking to get drafted. Next thing you know, Bond's a third-round pick, and he had double-digit sacks. I think you might see that out of some guy in this Badgers defense. We don't know who's going to break out. That's one of the most exciting things about the Badgers defense every year. Every year it's someone. Is yep. Every year it's someone. It's, uh, you know, you name it. We, they're putting out NFL talent. You see it left and right. Uh, guys well, I mean, like TJ Watts are, like. He was a yeah. he was a tight end. He came to the Badgers as a tight end. They flip him on the defense. Next thing you know, the guy's an NFL Defensive Player of the Year candidate. Like this is the kind of thing that happens at Wisconsin. So it's just exciting every year. Yep, yep. And I think uh, we'll we'll get to see what happens. Uh, Illinois probably, at least I hope, doesn't test our defense too much. So we might not see too many uh, big plays, but at least it'll be a good icebreaker. I think. Let's jump into a segment, uh, players to watch. So I want you to just throw out two players that you have your eye on, especially in week one here. Uh, who you got, Cage? Man, I'm going to be looking at Jake Ferguson. Uh, you know, the, the thing about this guy is he's Barry Alvarez's grandson. Um, and there, the reason I say that is just so everyone knows, like Jake Ferguson is very quickly um, you know, steadily carving out his own legacy. I'm sure he doesn't like to always be mentioned alongside his legendary grandfather, Barry Alvarez, uh, because he is very talented in his own right. But, you know, he's the second leading receiver from last year's team behind Quintus Cephas, and he's coming back. So he's kind of one of these tight ends who's growing his skill set. And, uh, you know, he's, I think, going to be like a safety net for Graham Mertz in his first year as a starter. So he's he's a guy on the... Uh, on the offensive side, I'm looking to watch. And on the defensive side of the ball, you know, I think I'm going to be looking at, man, that's a tough question. There's so many intriguing players, but I think I'm going to be looking at, uh, I think I'm going to be looking at Jack Sanborn. You know, like it might might seem obvious, yeah. but he, you know, he he's a leading tackler from last year. Like, will it hurt 
to lose Zach Bond and Chris Orr around him, like probably, but you know, the rest of the college football, like they lost players too. So, you know, will, will he ascend? Will he, will he kind of like hang around that same production level? It'll just be interesting to see. So how about you? Yeah. My two guys are Danny Davis, you know, Danny Mm -hmm. Davis hadn't played, didn't get to play too much last year. So he had limited reps. And now this is his senior year. This is his last go at it. So, you know, Danny's going to be trying to ball. We've seen some of these catches that he's made in practice, these one-hand OBJ-style catches. So Danny got all the talent in the world. Uh, he's got a chip on his shoulder. He can go out and prove something. And so I think, you know, Mertz, you know, hopefully, I think Danny, who do you think is the number one option if you had to say Pryor or Davis um, at the wide receiver position in your eyes? Kendrick Pryor, Danny Davis? Man, I don't know. I think I'd, I would... I don't want to even pick one, but I would lean towards, you know, I think Pryor is a little bit more of that deep threat. Danny Davis is a little bit more of, of that, uh, you know, maybe like sure target, like in the slot, but at the same time, they can both do a lot in the offense. So I think it's just, it's cool that we have two experienced pass catchers coming back in the receiving portion. At the same time, you know, we got uh, Jake Ferguson coming back in the tight end game. So, man, I don't know. I'll just go with Danny Davis. I think, uh, I think yeah. I just got a good feeling about him. Me too. Me too. And that's why he's my player to watch on offense. I think the weapons we'll get to see uh, Mertz use and Paul Chris scheme up. It's going to be fun to see who really shines week one. On defense, the guy I got my eyes on, I was going to say Mike Mascalunas. Uh, he's kind of like a linebacker that comes in and plays wherever you know, is needed, made some big plays mm-hmm. in the past. But the guy I really have my eye on is Eric Body Bag Burl. Uh, we've seen him hyped on Twitter that football is back. They're beyond ecstatic. But he, he might be the guy that is the most happy to play that at least we've seen. And so I imagine he's going to come out with some fire, some intensity, try to really make a name for himself uh he, he's embraced this leadership role amongst this team um and so i think you know commanding that secondary along with guys like caesar Fayon, rashad uh it's going to be fun to see how this secondary puts the fear of god into opposing teams so he, those are my two players um we'll move on to a segment we call good badgers bad badgers we do this with the Packers, uh, good Packers, bad Packers, where we just throw out one good thing about this team headed into the new year, and then one bad thing headed out, uh, headed into the new year. So we'll start with the good. I think the good is that we have an elite left tackle in Cole Van Lannan. Uh, he's my good Badgers. I think when you have a freshman quarterback or any quarterback, to know that you have a solid left tackle especially when you're right-handed as a quarterback, just has to be extremely Mm -hmm. comforting. And so I feel really confident in the Badgers knowing we have that guy anchoring our line over there on the left side. And uh, so he's my good Badgers. KJ, who's your good Badgers this week? Man, I'm going to say, you know, just the fact that we got Graham where it started in week one. I I just have a good feeling about him. I think – you know, it's not about the weapons around him. He always has just seemed poised. He seemed destined is kind of the, one of the words I've been using. Um, but like, he's like, look, he seems you know, Jonathan Taylor, 
I don't know about that, but Jonathan Taylor or no Jonathan Taylor, you know, Quintez Cephas or no Quintez Cephas, I'm going to be throwing my bombs at Danny Davis. I'm going to be throwing my bombs at AJ Taylor. I'm going to be throwing my bombs to whoever, you know, and, and he just kind of like that, like that mental, uh, you know, viewpoint, that mental attitude that, you know, we've already come to see from Graham Mertz. It's just kind of like, man, it's almost like trying to think of a quarterback that, possesses the same thing it's like some of these, it reminds these nfl me of quarterbacks Russell wilson yeah when he first came you know you just knew that he was different uh yeah almost, almost like deshaun watson or one of these guys he does have a little bit of a chip on his shoulder like there's a quiet there's there's a confidence there there's definitely not a cockiness but there is almost like a little hint of cockiness just like you know burgeoning confidence but there's like a little bit of that cockiness confident maybe like 90 90 confidence a little bit of cockiness not in a bad way at all but almost like a yeah let's have fun with this and i look at a guy like you know maybe deshaun watson maybe a guy like trevor lawrence um you know one of those guys even a guy like aaron Rodgers. you know aaron Rodgers takes his fair share of you know he's lost in the, in his day like he has a lot of wins but he's you know taking his fair share of losses embarrassing losses including but every game he kind of goes in there he's like all right defense let's see what you got for me so i think Graham Mertz, not, you know, giving him a clean season, meaning starting from week one, getting prepped for week one, I think it's going to help him hit the ground running. And I'm just really excited about this because this is the future as well. This is not only the present, but this is the future. So all Badger fans can be excited about that. Yep. I know I'm pumped to see Mertz play. I imagine uh, our fans are as well. It's going to be a great sight. You know, freshman quarterback, first time starting opening day since 1978. 78 as we said before so enjoy it Badgers fans this is going to be a fun one let's go on to the schedule predictions yeah let's do some predictions we're gonna walk yeah let's go game by game we're gonna just walk down the schedule uh so I think we both predicted a win this Friday against Illinois at home but week two Badgers travel to Nebraska to play the Cornhuskers it's a three or two thirty central time start how do you think they're gonna do in week two against nebraska i think it's a trap game but i think they're gonna win you know nebraska's that team that they're building something over there they got a new coach he's kind of taking a long view he's not doing like a band-aid view he's kind of like trying to build a foundation and if you keep up with the recruiting you know nebraska will snag a recruit here or there that has has some pretty good talent so i think it's a potential trap game but we've always really handled nebraska i don't see this you know, being any different. So I, I expect a win there, 2-0 for sure. Yep, I as well. Week three is Purdue at home. And I think that's one of those games where the Badgers roll Purdue. Maybe they score a touchdown, maybe they score two. But I expect the Badgers to win in dominant fashion against the Boilermakers. Uh, so I have them starting 3-0. and uh, You as well? Oh, yeah. I mean, Purdue, they have a really talented receiver. You got to keep an eye out. I believe his name is Rondale Moore. Um, but yeah, Rondale Moore, you know, he's a beast. Uh, but really, a receiver doesn't single-handedly get you wins, you know, maybe once in a while, but not here. I think we'll start 3-0 for sure. Yep. And then that's kind of where the season takes a turn. And this is where the first, I would say, all eyes on, you know, all the eyes are going to be watching this game at Michigan, Ann Arbor, 
against the 18th ranked Michigan Wolverines. Whoa, going into Michigan, November 14th, KJ. How do you think that game is going to turn out? This is a coin flip. You know, I think uh, I'll take the Badger just because it seems like our program is in a better place than Michigan. Like, I know Jim Harbaugh is a fantastic recruiter. I know he's a very good motivator. But it just seems like Paul Christ, you know, Jim Leonard, uh, the continuity of our program, the culture of our program, it's just a better place to be than Michigan. And, you know, we've proven to have Michigan's number the last few years. So I think that, well, this is probably the highest percentage, uh, or you know, biggest percentage chance we'll lose a game of these eight games. I do think we'll win that game as well. 4 no. Yep. Yep. I, I, I agree. Badgers seem to have had uh, Jim Harbaugh's number. Uh, I know every year it's, you know, a hyped up game. This year they have uh, Joe Milton, who will be the starting quarterback. He's going to be a sophomore redshirt. So, you know, obviously some question marks about him. Uh, see what he can do. I, they're kind of in like a similar boat, but they still they're bringing back Ronnie Bell Jr. He was a he was a great receiver. So he has a couple weapons. Um, and then their defense is always stout. They always put out NFL talent on the defense side. So you can expect it to be a tight game. Uh, you know, in a great year, the Badgers blow out Michigan, but I don't well, ever want to say that's going to be expected because any, like you said, it could be a coin flip. This is a talented roster. Mi- Michigan they get recruits. Michigan is a pretender. Enough said they're a pretender. You know, they're not a contender. They're a pretender. So yeah, they have talent, but they're a pretender. So. Yeah, and that, that'll be the yeah the game that Badgers fans, you know, they'll learn is this team for real or not. Following that, it's at Northwestern. I expect this to be a W, Northwestern. Kind of a trap game, you know, in the past they've been better, but I think at this point uh, the Badgers should roll. Um, so we have them starting off a perfect 5-0. and I know we've talked about this uh the Badgers seem to have gotten a very favorable schedule this season, but November mm-hmm. 28th, another game to have your eye on. That's Minnesota Golden Gophers at Camp Randall. They're starting the season ranked 21st. Looking for revenge on us after last year. What do you think about this game? I mean, that's another win. You know, Minnesota last year, were they like eighth overall when we played them and then we steamrolled them? You know, it's just like they're another pretender. Minnesota pretender. Another yep. one. And they actually lost Tyler Johnson, uh, Antoine Winfield Jr. So a couple of big, big losses uh, for them. Not saying the Badgers didn't have their fair share of big losses, but uh, Minnesota doesn't reload at the same caliber as Wisconsin exactly. does. So I expect our players to be at a better level. Uh, after that, it's Indiana at home. That's going to be an absolute, uh, hopefully, uh, blow out take care of business there and then probably you know always a tough game the Iowa Hawkeyes in Iowa to wrap up this regular season that's December 12th so it will be cold it'll be probably snowing uh you know who knows what's going on but it's a late game uh and we have the Hawkeyes in Iowa KJ how do you think the Badgers are going to wrap up tough game you know i think the cold weather will be a factor i can't say you know if it'll help out iowa help out wisconsin 
hurt one of them or a combination of the all the above. But I think that that is a potential trap game. Like that's that's what I have in this schedule. You know, I think we'll ultimately win. I think we'll ultimately go eight. No, we'll see what kind of postseason play happens. But I think that we should go eight. No, although there are several trap games in this. But if the Badgers take care of business, there's no reason we shouldn't go eight. No. I agree. I agree. This is what I would consider a soft schedule for Big Ten play, but three, potentially four big, tough games at Nebraska, at Michigan, home against Minnesota, at Iowa. Those are the ones to keep your eyes on. Badgers should take care of business against Illinois, Purdue, Northwestern, Indiana, per usual. But last year, you know, red flags, anything can happen. It's college football. That's why it's, why it's such a great sport, and that's why we're so pumped to have it back. Uh, it's going to be so such a fun year. Make sure to go check out Ike Badgers on Twitter. We're running a Jonathan Taylor signed helmet giveaway. Super sick. Something I really wanted myself. I was uh, sad to see that we were giving this one away, but we love doing it. It's going to make uh, someone a lot more happy than it would have if I and KJ had uh, kept this in-house. So we're really stoked about that. Make sure to go send a DM yeah. to find out those those send uh, Ike Badgers a DM for the details. You do not want to miss out on this. I mean, Jonathan Taylor, potentially the greatest running back Wisconsin's ever had. He just played last year. You know, the signature is fresh on the helmet. The certificates of authenticity are there. It's just a really cool Badgers football item. So, uh, yeah, go check that out. DM Mike Badgers and we'll hook you up with the details. It's sick. Yeah, can't can't stress enough how cool that giveaway is. It's it's just one of those things that you just want. You know, Jonathan Taylor mm-hmm. was one of those elite backs. Once the Badgers get a ton of good pro backs, you know, but he was the class. He, he goes he goes up in that top class of all time great Badger backs, all time great college backs, potentially pros, and uh, so I think it's just you know awesome way to start off the year by shouting out Jonathan Taylor. Um, we're rooting for at the next level, hoping his success goes great. But um, really cool giveaway. Just wanted to make sure we mentioned that. KJ, do you have any final thoughts for Badger fans headed into week one? Hey, all I can say is that it's been a long road to get to this point. You know, like I said in the beginning, the, you know, they try to take away Badger football. The players have always wanted to play. Uh, we've always wanted the team to play. Football brings people together. And it can be done safely. And, uh, you know, we're all just happy it's back. I think I think the overwhelming majority of Badger fans are happy it's back. It's good for society that Badger football's back. And, and I'm really excited about it. You know, it brings people together. It's at the core of it is love. Like, these guys love playing the game. They're getting a great education while doing so. Uh, it, you know, it, it's just one of those things that people can can come together around, you know, everything going on. Uh, you can come together around a nice Badger football game and and some enjoyment around that. So, yeah, I'm really excited for the season. I'm glad it's happening, and uh, we're excited to be with you guys every step of the way. That's a great point to wrap up on. want to shout out to all the students. You deserve this first week uh, this season. It's going to be a fun one, and we can't wait to be with you every step of the way, as KJ said. My name is Alex Eichstead. Thanks again for listening to the Ike Badgers podcast. Make sure to check us out on Apple Podcasts or Spotify and leave a five-star review if you like the show. We're going to be doing more of these, so 
Hoping everyone has a great weekend. And as always, on Wisconsin. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Ike Badgers podcast. My name is Alex Eichstead, your host, and we appreciate you listening. Please subscribe on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, wherever you listen, and leave a five-star review so we can continue to provide great value for you. As always, thank you again for listening. Enjoy this Badger season. Roll badge. Go UW. And on Wisconsin. Wisconsin.